Ah, blah, blah, blah. Log Talk Radio. What you are about to hear is real. Blah. No scripts, no actors. Oh, hell. Coming to you from the Janesville Community Radio Studio in beautiful downtown Janesville. It's the Open Knit Podcast. Starring Chad Sheridan. How's my face look? Tender? Andy Anderson. Picture my beard being like some Mideastern dude's weave. And a cast of characters. I'm proud to be the, uh, the first Asian American on the podcast. You do a lot of editing, don't you? Kiki. <laughs> Kiki. Just hanging out in the goddamn Dagobah system. Well, I was trying to find somebody who can play a flute. Oh, cool. I didn't know you guys were dicks. Put it in there. <laughs> what the f*** do I do? Either that or you're the crooked Denny's for the next 50 years. I don't know how he talks, but it's hilarious. Just hit him with a hairbrush. Beat him with a hairbrush. This is Jamesville Community Radio. This is... The Open Mitt Podcast. Andy Anderson is not coming to your event. Shall we begin? Episode of Chadio's Lunch Bucket. I'm Andy Anderson, along with my buddy Chad Sheridan. Thank you, Andy. And you're listening to OMP Live on Janesville Community Radio. What's going on, Chad? Oh, not much. Uh, just down here in the the root cellar of uh, 320 East Milwaukee Street, my office, JVL. Listening to a little Brewers game. Yeah, we were. I had to shut it off, though, because we don't have the express written consent of Major League Baseball, so we can't use it. Are they winning? I don't know. I missed that part. I think they might have been. I'm not sure. Should we uh, Should we check in? It's okay. They lost. All right. I don't, I don't think so. They've been kicking butt. They've been doing pretty good. They've got a six-game winning streak going on. They won the opener. That's all that counts. What's, is that the last one you watched? Yeah. <laughs> They've actually played seven other games. Oh, wow. I didn't know this. They only lost, or no, yeah, they lost two, it's eight other games. They lost two. Oh, okay. Well, we have a special guest today. Something, I don't know. Who do we got? We got the great CC here on the line. What's up, CC? How's it going, fellas? Good, good, it's good. It's going good, man. Oh, yeah. what a week. I'm sure, I'm sure it's good for you. <laughs> yeah, Corey's had a heck of a week. Can you hear him okay? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Good, good. Yeah, yeah had, been, a, had a heck of a week, huh? Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Now, uh, Corey, CC is our resident, not only beer maker, but also uh, uh, security expert as far as uh, all things tech. And uh, what did we have going this week? It was a big deal, and I just read about it today. I, but oh, man. I think you guys will know a little more about it than I will. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's pretty crazy. Um, I've been uh, I've been changing my passwords all week. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm supposed to do, right, Corey? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things. One of the many. <laughs> the other thing is just to turn your computer off at this point. Well, we're talking about Heartbleed. If you haven't heard of that, and uh, Corey, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is? Sure. Um, I can go through a little chronological event thing for us so we learned about this uh monday morning um that's pretty much when it was disclosed to the public um monday morning and uh basically what it is is it's a flaw in the open ssl 
uh, stack of software. And that's probably for the non-techy people, it's like, who cares, right? Well, what OpenSSL does is it, uh, it it's a piece of software that runs on top of a web server. So when you connect to a web server, Facebook, Gmail, Yahoo, and you want to log into something, you connect via the HTTPS protocol, right? So when you you go to the website, you could do the S thing. In some browsers, the, the S will actually, when, it, when you do the HTTPS, it'll be green, telling you that it is secure. And what it's in doing is actually encrypting that channel between you and that server. So the communication between your computer and that server is encrypted at that time. We use this for all sorts of things. We use it to log into uh, our email services. We use it to log into our bank services. We use it to pay bills. Um, this is how me as an end user knows that my communication between me and my bank or me and my email service is secure and that nobody is 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 uh, watching that or snooping it or sniffing it. Not supposed to be. No, a lot That's of these uh, a lot of these places like like now like your Facebook and and your Twitter and Yahoo and all those places they just been like you know doing that automatically. So when you when you type in you know yahoo.com it just switches automatically to the HTTPS, right? That's right. Most places at this point um, are defaulted to HTTPS. Uh, Facebook specifically started doing that a couple of years ago. Um, I believe Google has been doing that for a while, including their searches. So when you search, that transmission is encrypted, should not be able to be sniffed um, by, by a malicious person. Um, we don't need to get into the NSA and government regulations <laughs> and how that's working, but... Um, that, that's another story, but so 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 far as the bad guys are concerned, um, those types of communications should be protected. It's ironic that Facebook would use a secure protocol so people can securely put all of their private information online. Well, for public for public viewing. <laughs> you know, you make a good point, but the the reality is, if I were to get your username and password uh, of your Facebook account, I could make your life pretty miserable for a short time. So that that's really why they do it is to protect the the customer in their case. No, um, no too because there's especially there's all these services too that you can log into them with your Facebook account. So basically if somebody gets your Facebook password they can just log into all that crap with your That's right. And we actually did um a couple of years ago when Facebook was kind of teeter-tottering on whether or not they were going to do HTTPS logins or secure logins. Um, we did a thing where we went over to our student union and just started sniffing uh, open wireless. Uh, at our university, the, the wireless communication is generally unencrypted, so having that, that encrypted login is that much more important. We literally picked out students, found them, stole their username and passwords, and logged in. And then, you know, with the students' consent, and we actually had a news article on one of the local, local news affiliates about it. Um, shortly after that, Facebook made a mandatory change of HTTPS, not because of us, but because it was the right thing to do. I think uh, specifically with Facebook, like if you're going to log into like, uh, let's say like uh, Spotify or something with your Facebook account, I think you can actually in Facebook set app-specific passwords. Oh, really? So you can like set a specific one for Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. One, one thing I did on my Facebook is I have it so I have approved browsers. So if a browser that I haven't approved tries to log in, it emails me. Well, it doesn't let them for one thing, but I have to approve, and then I, I have to assign a security code to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I set that up. It's more of a pain in the butt than anything. But cause I don't really have – well, if you guys follow me on Facebook, nine out of ten posts are just lies anyway, so it's not like I really have anything on there that anybody can steal. But still, I don't want somebody going on there and – putting something true about me on there. You know, <laughs> it, you know, some of that isn't necessarily just for you or your um, your own personal you know, public relations or whatever. Some of it is for... Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching Robin Hood. Right, um, right. Men in tights? Or? No, I, I think the cartoon. Oh, okay. So the... Uh, um, for some of that is, I actually, at one point, I, I had a friend of mine that was, um, his Facebook account was compromised, and someone was actually trying to solicit me for money. Oh, and so, oh, wow. yeah, so this the, the actor in the scenario was actually asked, saying that, hey, this is your friend, I'm, in, I'm stuck in England or some European country, uh, could you just wire me some money so I could get back home, I lost my passport. So, I, 
it took me a couple minutes because it was sort of a friend of a friend that I have on Facebook. I'm not a real close associate, so I didn't know if this guy was in or out of the country. And after a little while, I could tell, you know, through broken English and other things that, oh, this dude's account got compromised. And, and now I just started messing with the dude. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but that kind of stuff happens. So. Well, and some people are using their accounts to, uh, uh, for advertising. And, uh, you know, they get their credit cards on file and all that good stuff, too. Yeah, that's true. And, like, you're, you know, for instance, your JWA, you don't want your JWA account to get out because someone can, you know, sort of slander your company, right? So, like I mean, that's... Fan, fan pages and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, you know, it's a good thing to keep this stuff secure. So, all right. So what's the real issue with all this? Um, on a scale of, like, 1 to 10... We're probably talking like a seven or an eight of, you know, ten being the world's going to explode and we're going to have to turn off the internet. Um, so it's pretty high up there, and I mark it down a little bit because the fix is relatively easy. You patch your SSL system or you patch your SSL application, reboot your box, and, and, and go right. So most of the major places have already made this fix, have already put the patch in place, and we're we're pretty safe at this point. Um, but 66% of the web servers on the Internet use OpenSSL in some form or fashion. And that doesn't even take into account all of the embedded web systems, things like routers or your Apple TV or, you know, all these other things use OpenSSL as their software application to do this encryption. Yeah. So there, there's a huge hole out there. And the last count I saw of just Linux web servers was around 384 million. So there's a, there's a pretty big number. Wow. Yeah. I was uh, a friend of mine is a network engineer, and he was saying that uh, they had to do some research to make sure that their Cisco IOSs were, because some Cisco IOSs use portions of the you know SSL, and, but Absolutely. as of right now, it seems like the actual IOSs will be okay, but maybe some of the firewalls are going to have to be patched. Yeah, I heard uh, that uh, there's a list of specific Cisco routers that are uh, vulnerable as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Now, yeah. they're, they're asking, they're telling people, um, you know, to go out and uh, and change their passwords, you know, as a security measure. But from what I've heard, <clears throat> as soon as the uh, website, uh, you shouldn't change your password until the website actually puts the patch in and then notifies you. Um, I think I have that same sound effect. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> That's awesome. It's seriously creeping me out. I have no idea what's going on. I think it's the gerbil song. <laughs> I think uh, I might be a victim of this. That's crazy. So, I, I don't know what the, Someone's messing with me. All so, right. So yeah, so you do change your passwords, or you don't, or you wait till they patch. Um, most, like I said, most of the major web servers, your Gmails, your Facebooks, those places have already updated. It's probably fair game to go ahead and change those passwords if you feel that that's something you want to do. Um, that's really a, a, a decision that's up to you as far as changing your password. It's probably not a terrible idea. You probably haven't changed it in a while. Um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Sounds like somebody else might need to change their password. <laughs> it's not on the computer, though. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> so, uh, the other thing that I will know is the we actually have um, some relationships with people around the country or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the major um, computer supercomputer institutes, it's called NERSC, is... Uh, Basically, they, they, they do a lot of research on a specific intrusion detection system. And what they did is they had roughly uh, eight months' worth of, of data uh, of, of network traffic flows. So going back eight months previous to this uh, exploit, and they ran it through their IDS system, which we found um, to be relatively accurate in actually picking up the bug as it happens or the exploit as it happens. So when they ran it through their, their system, they didn't find anyone actually trying to exploit the this particular vulnerability yeah. previous to Monday. 
So Monday was really the first time we started seeing the exploit happen. So and if that's the case, I believe there was a couple services, <clears throat> Yahoo being one of them, that was, uh, that was exposed for a relatively long period of time, so that's a place where you might want to really consider changing your password. Um, other than that, if you're using things like two-factor, we've talked about one-time passwords, if you're using some of that stuff, it's probably not as huge of a priority to get your password changed. I would say if, you, if, you're, a, if you're an admin, if you're running a box, if you're running a, uh, something like a TeamSpeak server or a Minecraft server or something like that, um, whether you're a professional admin or, or a part-time admin, I would make sure you patch OpenSSL and get this thing fixed. So, it, like I said, it's a quick patch. It goes real fast, and uh, and make a reboot, and you're and you're good to go. So, um, we were able to go from 170 or so vulnerable servers on our campus down to two oh, uh, nice. in about in about two days. So we we uh, this is probably the biggest mobilization of our security group that I have seen since I've been here. Um, we really put it into high gear to get this one done. Um, we were pretty pretty heavy-handed when it came to consequences if you weren't going to get it fixed in a, in a relatively timely fashion. So that's kind of how serious we took it. We took it really serious, and we, we were able to actually kind of shut this thing down on campus pretty quickly. Nice. Now, if people aren't sure <clears throat> if they should change their passwords or not, um, actually the company LastPass, uh, lastpass.com, um, if you go to lastpass.com slash heartbleed, um, they actually um, have a, a website checker. So you can just uh, go ahead and type in the web address, say like facebook.com, twitter.com, and it'll give you uh, an update as to, uh, you know, the server software they're running. Is it vulnerable? Um, when's the last time their uh, SSL cert has uh, been updated? If it's safe now? And uh, if you should, if it's okay, go ahead and change your password or not, or or to just wait. I think uh, the the website Mashable had a really good um, list of websites that were affected and weren't affected, and whether or not you should change your password. Yeah, um, I've been, I've been seeing a lot of uh, a lot of updates. Yeah, if you go to any like Mashable, TechCrunch, Engadget, um, Ars Technica, um, they all have some uh, info on that too. And uh, what's really cool, because I use uh, I use LastPass <clears throat> um, to store all my passwords, and it uh, it's telling you it tells you pretty much in uh, in real time which ones are okay to go ahead and change your passwords and which aren't. That's pretty really cool. Uh, yeah, and I've actually gone through myself this week, and uh, I've noticed a lot more of these sites as I went into to go ahead and update my info that a lot of these sites now offer two factor authentication. So I've I've gone ahead and added uh, quite a few more sites to my list here um, that are two-factor now, so that's pretty cool too. Yeah, that's a good way to go. That's a good. That's a definitely a good measure to prevent this. It still won't prevent the the people from potentially getting your username and password, but it at least prevents them from using your service. And then. Uh Tell everybody what the two-factor authentication is. I don't think a lot of people know what that is. Yeah, so two-factor, um, it's basically when you go to log in to, uh, to like, Facebook, and you type in your password, and then uh, it'll either either have an app on your phone, or usually it'll text you, or I think uh, Facebook mobile app has actually has a, a request feature, but <clears throat> you have to go in and approve that that sign on with your with your phone. So like they'll send you a code that then you have to type in, um, and that code keeps changing uh, every few seconds. And you go ahead and enter that code, and then it uh, authenticates that uh, that sign on. Thing too about the this whole bug that's out there, it's been the vulnerability's been <clears throat> there for a long time. They just now notice for a it. while. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been in there since about 2012. Um, it's likely there were some people exploiting it, but like I was saying, with roughly eight months of data, um, a big compute lab ran it through their system, and they didn't see any any evidence that somebody was trying to exploit it. So, uh, you know, there's it, the possibility exists for sure. But that's a, another good point, though. Uh, that when Corey first started talking, he said. When it's using the, the SSL, it'll say HTTPS. So if you're ever on a site and you're putting in any sensitive information, <coughs> make sure you look up there and make sure that there is an S by that HTTP. Yeah, yeah a lot of browsers, Chrome Chrome for sure I know does, 
when you visit a site and it's got a valid certificate, so you, you want some just extra assurance that that's encrypted, it actually turns the HTTPS green yeah. in, in your URL bar. So um, that's a good, you know, just as extra reassurance for the customer that, you know, their credit card isn't being snooped or their password or their username. So good thing to happen. Yeah, and a lot of these sites, too, like you were saying, um, a lot of these sites uh, put out notices that that they're aware that that vulnerability um, was there, but that <clears throat> a lot of them, too, reassure that they haven't found any evidence of anyone exploiting it on their servers. And, yeah. uh, you know, that you probably should be okay, but, you know, if you feel comfortable, go ahead and change your password. That's you know. pretty tough. This is relatively undetectable. We were having a pretty tough time detecting it through our intrusion detection systems. Um, it was uh, it may have improved since Monday, but as of Monday, the signatures we were getting were just really unreliable. Um, the one system, the the Bro system, uh, was we were getting some pretty reliable data from that, um, and that was based on I could do a test and it would show up. You know, I could do a test from the public web on an internal server and it would actually show up on the bro system. So we were catching those. And uh, But the problem with the bro system is it's very, um, <clears throat> it's, still, it's still being researched, it's still being developed, and that particular uh, code base for bro was actually not, not working for us. So we ended up having to roll it back and actually not be able to use that signature. So do you usually, uh, do you usually rely on the bro system before the other one? Or? Um, we rely on a combination. We throw about 50 gig per second at uh, various intrusion detection systems. Yeah. So that 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 number is exponentially larger than probably 90% of the other entities on the internet. Yeah. Um, it's an incredible number to throw traffic at. So so uh, we very we really look at um, high confidence type alerts typically. Uh -huh. um, and then we also look at anomalies. So uh, one of the something that re recently we had a just one system doing something like 400 million DNS requests per second, and that actually like that activity crashed our IDS. So we were able to we're like oh man, obviously an anomaly. This is a weird traffic pattern, um, and we were able to figure out that that machine was compromised in some way and get it fixed. So some of that kind of that's kind of how we're we're doing this. We're pretty new to to having that much traffic being thrown at us. That's a recent um, upgrade in our system. So we're kind of feeling our way through um, how to deal with that. But for the most part, our, our, our intrusion detection systems have been relatively reliable. Yeah. Um, I know uh, where, I, where we work, we have a, we have a, well, it's an HO system. <laughs> we, we call it a host system, but we always go bros before host. <laughs> Uh, I made that up. We don't really. <laughs> is that true? I love the bros, the bros system. Bro, it even comes. It even has its own bro code, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Are you guys? You're like somebody does something at work, and you're like, oh no, man, that goes against bro code. <laughs> there, there's a lot of bro code jokes. <laughs> bro code. <laughs> uh, uh, that's hilarious. Well, no, I'm actually, I got an opportunity. I'm going to, um, at the end of this month, I'm going out to Washington, D.C. to talk about all that stuff. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, uh, cool. pretty excited about it. We'll be talking for the, in the, in front of the National Science Foundation, oh, which wow. is one of the big grant, uh, grant givers. So they, okay. they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they fund, uh, they fund science throughout the country. Them, there's a, them and another organization, which is the National Institute for Health, I think. Uh -huh. Those are the those are two federal organizations that fund a lot of the science that goes on here uh, in the country and and uh, so we're going to talk about what we're doing to secure the science DMZ and we'll be talking about our intrusion detection systems and some other uh, policy and security guides that we put out to our researchers so pretty cool I'll, pretty see, I'll see if we can get SKD to hook you up with a open Mick Polo shirt or something for that right. awesome class. <laughs> <laughs> So it should be interesting. It'll be fun. When do you uh, do be, that? When do you go to do that? Um, like two weeks at the very last week of the month. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, nice, yeah. man. Yeah, it kind of popped up out of nowhere. So, pretty cool though. I'm pretty excited. I've never really done anything like this, so we'll. I'll be. Uh, I'll do. I'll be doing something similar. I'll be going to Pewaukee next week for work. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's it. It's kind of boring compared to that, actually. 
What's going on over there? Oh, I don't want to say too much because then it'll, it'll be work-related and I don't like to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, probably, you know, yeah. it's podcast training. I'm going to podcast days and walking. Oh, all right. So, Pod- yeah. <laughs> Podcon? Yeah. <laughs> Podcon. Podcon. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing they should have. They really should. This We're is- friends with... Uh, a guy that does a podcast in Wisconsin. That's all we know is one person from Wisconsin that does a podcast, or at least that's all I know. He does a, a the Dick's Insider podcast <laughs> up north. His name's uh, Andy. Uh, it's close to Andy's name. It's Andy Andresen. Oh, wow. So it's actually kind of close, but yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, if anybody wants to listen to a podcast, uh, it's called The Dick's Insider, and they're up, uh, up in northern Wisconsin, and they do... they. I don't know what it means. I think it's kind of code for something. They call it a circle jerk when they record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I don't know what that means, but but it's a good show, so check them out. Wow. Um, yeah, I just wanted to class it up a little with this, the Dixon Cider. Sure, plug. sure, yeah. yeah. It really Please. ties into what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could download it securely, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sound, SoundCloud was one of the sites I saw. SoundCloud was one of the sites. Yeah, they were one of the affected sites. Oh, seriously, at this point, who wasn't? So, my, pretty much Microsoft-run sites were about the only ones that weren't. So, which is ironic. <laughs> yeah, I know. For the <laughs> the first time ever. Actually, one of the here's something that's ironic is uh, this Linux, you know, open source vulnerability has overshadowed the the death of XP this week. Yeah. Uh, Windows uh, Windows XP as of April eighth. That was the last patch cycle we will ever see for Windows XP. And uh, yeah, it is too bad, right? So raise a glass. <laughs> I'm pouring one out. Yeah, John. Uh, just a quick, uh, you know, if people aren't thinking about it, like some of the sites that are affected, um, um, you know, Dropbox, um, Grinder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was was Grinder affected? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh man, um, but yeah, like um, Yahoo, um, Netflix, was that, one. Yep. Pinterest, um, you know, Facebook, Gmail, um, yeah, like uh, just common sites, you know, not banks so much. Um, banks, banks, I think typically run a lot of Microsoft stuff. Yeah, um, and actually, to be honest, the .NET framework is relatively secure when you're. When you're uh, developing in, in the Microsoft software development lifecycle and using their code and and using their their environment is typically very secure when it comes to coding. So um, for the most part, their their stuff is relatively reliable. Um, it tends to be their end user stuff that has issues. Even that's been pretty. Not They've been a lot better. They've yeah, been a lot good, better. Yeah. Good job, Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out uh, Windows 8. Uh, proud of you. Yeah, bros before hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play this for uh, Microsoft. Nice. For those of you playing at home, that is what it sounded like to boot up to Windows 95. Wonder if uh wonder if the Gazette was affected. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, let's type it in here real quick. Or you have a thing where you can just check. Oh, they were safe. They are running Microsoft. Oh, so they're good. There you go. Yeah. There is a website, uh, SSLlabs.com. Ooh. So if you go to SSLlabs.com, you can put the uh, the name of a website, so Facebook.com or, or whatever website you want to put in there, and it will actually run the test to see if it's affected currently or not. Um, Right now, Facebook.com obviously is is in pretty good shape, but maybe you're thinking about buying some you know weird odd and end from kind of an off the wall little shop on the internet. You might want to think about you know throwing that URL into uh, SSL.com and seeing if that thing is a safe place to to maybe make your purchase. That's some nice. good advice there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because a lot of people are out there using like Amazon and, and eBay and all those other on those other weird ones, you know, like. Uh, Tiger Direct or something like that, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. Got to make sure you're safe out there. Was Bitcoin affected? Do we know this? <laughs> Bitcoin is done. Bitcoin. Hey. I don't know, dude. We're still mining. It's the future. Uh, Bitcoin pretty much lost most of its value at this point since they had a 
with the one exchange went down here about a week ago. It's actually still worth four hundred fifty dollars a Bitcoin. Yeah, it's that. It's that true. It's all about the it's comeback, true. dude. It's all about the comeback. Now's the time to buy. That's probably true. <laughs> buy while it's down. Let's see here. I'm going to do a conversion. BTC to USD. Oh man. As of right now, it is. Live converter says four thirty-two a Bitcoin. Ooh. Have you uh, have you actually made one yet? I got about half of one going right now. Really? Yeah. So you probably spent more in electrical dollars than you have in. Yeah. The thing I got is pretty low voltage. It's like running a light bulb. So. So that's I don't kind of think it costs that much to run a light bulb. That's what your problem is. Then. That's why you only have half of one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still, it's been pretty good so far. Uh, probably about a month or so ago, somebody was. Um, somebody had uh, compromised Harvard's huge compute cluster and they were mining dodge coins. I read about that, yeah. Which, I actually, I love that it happened to another institution because I can use it in my institution to say, hey guys, we got to shore this stuff up because we got, you know, 7,000 7, cores available to mine bitcoins. We should probably, you know, let's see if we can make this a little better. If you just used 1,000, 1, you no. notice, right? I would prefer they didn't use any thousands. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I better start changing my password. I just changed my Facebook password not too long ago, but that was a couple of weeks ago, so I'll probably, probably do it again. I do for another one. Yeah. Goes I fast. I made a password 1234. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, add put that digit. four in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus the number. People don't guess. It kind of throws people off. Yeah. Sure. You could do one, two, three, four percent sign. I might forget that. Because that one's above the five, actually. So it's like one, two, three, four, five. But just percent sign. Well, that's a good call. Yeah. That's a good, good call. I wish we could figure something else out besides passwords. It's a really horrible technology for securing things. Yeah. What, what do you think? Do you do, though? Retina scan? I. Uh, you know, that, that's a good question. I'm not sure what else to do. But certificates actually work really well, but they're a pain. We haven't really figured out how to administratively make them easy for an end user to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not a terrible way to do it. Um, biometrics have their own issues. Um, I've been used. I have the 5S, iPhone 5S, and I use the, the fingerprint reader on there. I kind of mm-hmm. like it. I think it's kind of a handy thing to do. I realize it's probably not the most secure thing, but it's just an extra step. It was probably more secure than picking four digits. Right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, people are always like, oh, they can fake a fingerprint scan. Well, so what? They can fake anything. It's still more secure than not having anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a, a DNA test. You have to have a, DNA, a mobile DNA tester to really the only real way to be secure about anything. Oh, wow. You know, so you have to like piss into a cup to open up something or to check your email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to be a blood test. That's really the only way to secure anything. Otherwise, there's always and that somebody could even take your blood. So I don't know. I guess there's no real way to be 100 percent secure on anything. No, not really. Sure. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if we could get away from passwords, though. I find something to do. You know what I like to use, and this is serious. I like to use pass phrases. Oh, yeah, yeah. I pick like a line from a movie and I use that as my password. Oh wow! So that's yeah. that's a good idea, actually. Oh, yeah, I use uh, from movies like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Is that one of your passwords? I gotta go change my passwords. Can you guys hold on a minute? No, but I do. That's uh, like for my last pass. My password is huge for my last pass. Oh wow! I mean, if somebody was gonna try to do a one of their little t- hacker tools, it would work, but it might take a long, long, long time to figure it out. That's kind of your goal, is to make it take a long time. Yeah, I want I want to make them give up, and, I mean, it's a huge password, so. Mine is, uh... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you spell that, but... That's half the securedness of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Man. It just seems like there's always volunteers. It just every every time you <clears throat> starts to get quiet, all of a sudden something big happens, and everybody's got to change all their passwords. And then everybody's saying, "Don't use the same password twice." Next, thing you know, I have a new credit card coming. And, oh, this man. is 
this is probably one of the biggest uh, vulnerabilities. The last big one, there was a pretty big one in the in the remote desktop protocol for Windows, probably like two or three years ago, um, where we kind of mobilized our staff mobilized to to you know, qu you sort of quell it on campus a little bit. But um, this one, I this was probably the biggest one I've seen that since I've been doing this stuff. I'm really surprised it's not bigger news too, because it is so huge. Well, you know what? It's big enough that we've started seeing on the local and mainstream media, and actually that actually adds to another problem because now you have all these people in the news saying, change your passwords, change your passwords, change your passwords. Well, scammers take advantage of that, so you're going to start seeing, you know, Yahoo, change your password, click here. So you're going to get all these phishing emails coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the next wave of this whole process is when this stuff goes real, real mainstream, you just you start seeing – Scammers take advantage of people. They just don't know any better. And, you know, that's how you get your account compromised, too. So you can't beat that. That's a... Oh, and it's alerting more people about it. More people are finding out about it. And, yeah, uh, yeah like some of the sites were saying, to, you know, like when it first came out, uh, oh, hey, you know, don't don't change your password right now. Like, hold off a little bit here till we till we get that patched, you know. Yep, and those places are going to start notifying people, and as soon as they do, they're going to start yeah. having phishing emails come out. Oh, I've already started to see um, a few companies uh, sending out emails, um, you know, notifying, or they, they'll even have it right before you even log into their site, or they'll, um, you know, if you're automatically logged in, they'll have a message that says, hey, just so you know, um, because of this, we're going to be logging you out and uh, having you log back in. Oh, okay. You know, next time. So, I mean, these sites are starting to put notifications at login, which is good. Some of that is probably because they had to re, um, they probably reissued their certs to do the encryption. Yeah. So they got to get their public keys out there. Which. Yeah, a lot of them are doing. Takes that a little now. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed in the in the last two days that more sites have been um, updating their certificates. The sites that you, the certificate granting sites have been just bogged, just bogged down. I mean, you couldn't, we get our, yeah. we get a bunch from Komodo <laughs> and they were, Komodo was like offline Monday and Tuesday pretty much. It was pretty brutal. Well, I mean, think about that. I mean, it's almost, you know, it's almost every major site. Oh yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. And then if you, you know, if you're like a Yahoo, you have like hundreds of sites. <laughs> that you have to update too, you know, like that's crazy. There's so many applications. It's going to, this will go on for a little while. That's for sure. Be around for a while. Oh, man. I was just going through all my junk mail. Usually I have one or two that are pretty funny telling me I have money coming to me, but I can't, not finding too many now. Uh, oh, here we go. I got one from uh, Timothy Briggs. Uh, says, hello, my name is Timothy Briggs, staff of Royal Bank of Scotland. I have a business proposal to share with you, if interested. <laughs> get back to me as soon as possible. So I got something going there. Pretty excited about that. Something to look forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait to get a hold of uh, <laughs> Tim, I'll just call him. Tim A. My guy. But, yeah. Well, it should blow over pretty soon, right? Um, no, I, I don't know. I think this might take a little while before it actually sort of settles. But for the public, it probably will. But for system admins and security people, it's going to be a bit. Well, I have uh, another piece of good news to share. Um, Merrill and Patrick Butler sent me an email. And uh, Merrill says, my husband and I won the Missouri Mega Millions Lottery jackpot. Oh. Of $218 million U.S. dollars. So I know she's in America because she wrote U.S. dollars on March 30th, 2012, and have decided to donate the sum of $920,000 U.S. dollars. This donation has been sanctioned by the U.S. Lottery and Charity Board, so it's legit. Um, I just have to go back. Please get back to us with my name, age, tell my country, and they'll send me more details on how to get my donation. So. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So I'll be hooking that up tomorrow. Nice. So uh, here's one. Um, this came from 
Apple services. Mm -hmm. Security preferences updated, action required. Dear customer, during our unusual security enhancement protocol, we observed multiple login attempt errors while logging to your online Apple account. We believe we have... <laughs> oh, we have believed that someone other than you is trying to access your account for security reasons, comma. I think that should be a period. Yeah. We have temporarily suspend your account and your <laughs> access to online Apple and will be restricted if you fail to update. With a URL that's clearly very close to Apple's URL, uh, thanks for update at Apple. <laughs> oh, wow. Um Sometimes lightning strikes twice because... Sounds legit to me. Uh, Mr. Neil Trotter sent me an email. I said, I am Neil Trotter. I won a jackpot lottery of 180 million euros in March 5th, 2014. <laughs> After taking care of our immediate needs, we voluntarily decided to donate the sum of $1 million uh, to you as part of our charity project to improve the lot of three unknown lucky individuals all over the world. So there's, uh, I have $1.92 million coming to me. Wow. That's, hey, you got that going for you. Yeah. I got one here. It just says, <clears throat> it just says, it's a scam. Type in your password. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one. <laughs> This is from Mr. Ban Ki-moon. Uh, headline is United Nations Office of Internal Oversight Services. Oh, man, sounds legit. i got to get that shit on a business card. Um, internal auditing, monitoring, uh, blah, 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 blah. Attention. My name is Mr. Carmen L. La Pinote from the United Nations. It is a distinct pleasure to write you again. So we've actually corresponded in the past. I don't recall, but... Um, as you are well aware, many foreigners have invested thousands of U.S. or United States dollars into Nigeria transactions in hopeless dreams, and that's capitalized for some reason, to have none of them become reality. It looks like this guy is taking it all up. Let me just sum it up here. I have another million dollars coming my way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, awesome, dude. 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 Gosh, it's like finding a penny on the ground. Yeah, he's just going to transfer right into my bank account. He's even offering to do it. Oh, wow. He's awaiting my response. That's, wow. And That's he signed amazing. it a different name than what he said his name was initially. Do, uh, does your workplace do uh, fishing campaigns at all? Uh, maybe, you don't, maybe you don't want to say that or not. But. I think they do, yeah. Do they? Yeah. Interesting. Somebody sent me... I'm not going to open that. That might ruin my computer. <laughs> it's kind of interesting to go through your junk mail and just to see what all you got. It is a little bit. Yeah, we we started doing phishing campaigns um, against our users. It's pretty interesting. The guy who runs it gets a lot of hate mail. My <laughs> <laughs> <I> bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like our specific organization is mostly IT people, so... You know, we have some administrative staff and some other people, but for the most part, it's IT people, so it's <laughs> they get pretty irritated. They get kind of sick of seeing them, and some of them are good and some of them are bad. But what kind of ones you send it out? Like, um, we did a home despot, which was trying to mock Home Depot and say that state workers got like a discount at Home Depot or something. Um, we did another one where you could uh, uh, they were talking about building a kitchen in the building. And you could take a survey to decide whether or not to build the kitchen. Um, what are some of the other ones? And you're finding were, these people are clicking on these? Uh, we get some people that respond. Um, we don't say who. Like, we don't capture who clicks on them. We just capture yeah. the number. Um, if you do click on it, you just go to a web page that says, hey, this was a fake email. You know, here's, what, here's some things that uh, may have... Uh, called out why it was fake, you know. So we we get a handful of people that click on it. Just we says, also just says, "Hey, dummy." Yeah. <laughs> I I have a tendency, as I know this is not the best practice, uh, to auto preview my email, just because I don't mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever. That's the way I do my workflow. So I, it actually counts people that open the email. So if you auto preview it, it counts against you, things like that. So it's, yeah. some of it's oh, kind yeah, of annoying. Yeah. Trying to think of some of the other ones. So some of them are kind of funny, and then some of them, like I know one time we have an internal ticketing system, and they sent us like a fake 
ticket. Like, I just opened this ticket. Could you please go edit it? So it was really targeted, and I know we got a bunch of people on that one. <laughs> so, you know, I, some of that, when it's really targeted like that, I don't know if I super like that, but yeah. some of the general ones, like the Home Despot one was, wasn't too bad. It was pretty good. But um, the guy that does it is, like, really into doing it and, like, making them, like, kind of corny but still, like, seeming relatively legit, you know. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, he has a good time. Other than the hate mail, he has a pretty good time. And, he, and it, it's actually not a joke. He gets hit. People like will send him like you sob. So I mean, they. I believe it. it makes people yeah. pretty dumb if they click it. That's awesome. But but you use it to smarten them up at least. Um, you know, if they do click on it, you well, have some uh, guidance on there at least. You know. What's actually kind of funny or kind of interesting, we started offering it. We started just offering it just to our organization on campus, and we've expanded it because the contract that we have allows us to, to go to other departments on campus. So we've been soliciting other departments to see if they're interested. And at first, there was sort of a low interest, like a low, you know, not a, not a lot of people wanted to do it. And then gradually, somebody gets fished at a higher level and all of a sudden that department is interested in doing it. Um, the other thing that happened is the University of Maryland had like a 300,000 person record disclosure uh, in the last month or so. So um, they had a, a major incident at that university and it was basically a spearfish that happened uh, in one of their uh, administrative departments. So that's generated some interest in us actually doing the spear fishing, and it's it's an educational thing. At first, I wasn't super into it, but I'm I'm kind of starting to come around a little bit. So um, just because I do think it, it's a valuable educational tool to teach people right and wrong about what is good and what's not. You know, what are the key things that we should look for in a in a fish? So yeah, that's cool. Nice. It's good stuff. I got another one from a lady who's dying. She's in Malaysia, and she's dying, and she has uh, $25 million to give away. Oh. Um, we should capitalize on that for the show, for sure. She just needs my full name, full address, company address, marital status, religion, sex, fax number, and phone number. Yeah, just throw your social in there on top of it. Just for, <laughs> Maybe one or two know. credit card numbers. Yeah, yeah sure. She's, just uh, to speed up the process. Yeah, for sure. She's my sister in Christ. Oh. That's what she wrote. Oh, wow. So, That's amazing. If she needs some money, I'll probably just give her some of that other scratch that I just won. You know? Yeah, yeah. We'll make it rain on her. You should, you should, you should start adding that to your email, Sig. I'm going to send that. I'm just going to point her to the direction of the other people that are giving away the money. For sure. Be like Debbie. Go to these guys, yeah. Sister and C. These dudes are giving away money like crazy. <laughs> she, uh, she says, let's see here. <laughs> my late husband died last five years and during the period of our marriage we couldn't produce any child my late husband was very wealthy and after his death I inherited all his business and wealth the hell would she be emailing me about it <laughs> the doctors has the doctors has advised me that I may not live for more than one year so I now decided to divide the part of this wealth to contribute it to the development of the church in Africa, America, Asia. It's one word, America, Asia, and Europe. Oh. So, I'm still not sure why she's emailing me. But, new friend. Shout out to Deborah Herman. All right. In Malaysia. Deb oh. Herman, sister and see. Sister and see, Deb Herman. Sorry about your late husband. According to her, my late husband died last five years. So... Okay. I won't. She's not going to live another year. This is a really sad story. And in other news, I can get drugs for 80% off. Oh. I'm glad I checked these. I was really missing out on a lot of stuff here. Oh, I don't get a lot of spam. I just don't check it. I don't check it. Google checks it for me, and then they clear it out for me, too. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, huh? I know, they do a really good job. That's what I'm doing. I'm just going through my junk mail folder. I actually get very little spam in my inbox. Yeah, they're really good about that. They're on top of the game over at Gmail. All these people sent me a link to a secret page. Ooh. Should I click it? You almost have to, right? what it is. 87% 87 off retail prices. 
you, Andy, I know you run a couple of websites. Have you ever had one blacklisted by Google? Um, no, actually not yet. No. Interesting. A, a site that I go to sometimes, and they have a f- open forum, and uh, sometimes that's not true. I go there like every day. Um, <laughs> this is website lakelink.com. It's a fishing website, and they have an open forum. And so sometimes people will occasionally post, you know, somebody whatever something will happen and like a a link to malware a malware infected site or something will get posted in their forum sure and so then they end up getting blacklisted by google and the whole process like they're basically like off the web until they get it fixed and then like i guess the process to get them back online is sort of rigorous oh yeah dude yeah that's not something you want to deal with that's a pain too uh whenever they get you on a blacklist for sure yeah, I know. Uh, I've had, I've never had that happen, but uh, um, did have a website hacked once by uh, Al Qaeda operatives. That's awesome. So yeah, that. Uh, well, yeah, it was pretty cool, but um, it was also a pain in the ass. So yeah, trying, trying to get that corrected, but yeah, kind of cool story. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember getting a like an email and uh, I was like, "What's going on with our site?" And uh, I went to the site and uh, all the the homepage was just nothing but uh, you know rhetoric stuff. I didn't even know what it was. Just a sound clip going, "Oh, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Yeah, Yeah, there was videos. There was videos and. All kinds of stuff uh, just took over the homepage, and uh, it was pretty crazy. Did the FBI get involved? <laughs> no, no, um, no. But uh, just went in and uh, had to had to change over some some database stuff, and it went away. But uh, honest, that, I mean, that's real. Like on our campus, if that were to happen, we'd probably have the FBI involved. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But no, it was nothing like that. But uh, they're probably watching him because of his beard. Yeah right, but no, it was a it was a, it was actually a wrestling uh, it was actually a wrestling news site um, that I helped put together, and um, yeah, that's when I found out uh, that WordPress sites can be easily hacked <laughs> if you don't take the right precautions. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was uh it's pretty scary, and uh, but it also was a cool uh, um, you know learning curve too. Um, to see what can actually happen if if somebody wants to go after your website, you know. What website was it? I can't say. <laughs> you don't do it anymore? <laughs> no, it's it's not a it's not a site anymore. Was it? Well, I think I might have found it actually. <laughs> yeah, here it is, right here. Missy's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, there we go. Yeah. I found your website. That's the site. That's the site right there. I like the music. Nice. So the website doesn't exist anymore? No, it's down now. Was it wrestlinggrinder.com? Yeah, it's a meetup. <laughs> meetup site, M E A T. For wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wrestle? Are you lonely? <laughs> Do you need someone to wrestle with you at night? You follow the bro code. <laughs> you ready to bro down? <laughs> Are you tired of wrestling your dog? <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. It's showing quick. It was, man. Getting into some techie stuff here. Oh, uh, Corey, we got to have you back in here. I'm on the last sheet of paper out of my notepad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of that, Corey, somebody, uh, I had posted a photo on my Instagram of the mouse pad you gave me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I posted a long time ago, and right when I got it, and somebody today randomly gave it a like. So oh, that's great. That was pretty cool. I use mine every day at work. Yeah? Yeah. I use mine at work, too. It's 
It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a mouse pad my daughter gave me that has a crack in it, and it slips all over my desk, but she gave it to me, and there's a picture of her in it, and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, prior to getting your mouse pad, I used a sheet of paper. Oh, really? Yeah, that was my mouse pad. It's pretty fancy. If I needed it, otherwise, you know, I, I like to go. I like to just do a dry, just raw dog the mouse on the on the table. <laughs> That's what I do most days. Yeah. It puts a hole in it. Yeah. For ain't, sure. Ain't screwed. Uh, what do we got coming up next week? Nothing. Oh man, next week's huge, huge show next week. I have no idea. All right. And don't forget to check us out on the after show. It's on iTunes now. Just put an open podcast after show. It's going to be on littlepodcast.com someday. It's not there yet. Yeah, it's going to be on there, but it's on, uh, if you want to search for it, it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM. It's not on SoundCloud. I was going to say, it's on on Stitcher and uh, Player.fm. And also, if you can, uh, we have a broadcast channel on app.net, and you can actually get broadcasts of both shows on there if you want to check that out. But check out our website openmcpodcast.com and we'll have all the links on there to everything probably tomorrow. And Corey, what was the, what was that one website where you can put in a put in a website to check to see if it's secure? Uh sslabs.com. There you go. Yep. And you can check a website to see if it's uh susceptible to the heart bleed uh open SSL vulnerability. All right. Nice. All right, well, uh, special thanks to uh, Intern Brown for uh, not showing up tonight. Yeah. I hope he doesn't expect you credit for this. Uh, no, I, I won't sign a sheet no. this time. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. He claims he has a date or something. Something weird like that. A date tomorrow night that he's got to get ready for tonight. Uh, he's got a prep. He's got a lot of prep work. What's he doing? I've working never, on, I've he's never. working on his wrestling moves. You think so? <laughs> Working on something. <laughs> Trying to get his rhythm down. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. So if anybody knows an intern out there. <laughs> yeah, now seeking interns, apparently. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Let us know. First, we lost the Yants. Now, downtown, Steve Brown Black from the waist down doesn't show. Yeah, right? Yance hasn't been back. Oh, man. It's all going downhill. No, not really, but well, at least we have Tyler. That's right. We got we have CC. Yeah, sometimes I come on. Yeah. How did that? Uh, how did the audio come out from when the bass was too loud? I still haven't even listened to it. Maybe we do that next week. I thought it sounded actually pretty good. Yeah, Andy previewed a little bit. I listened to a little bit of it, and it sounded pretty good. But the specific part when the bass was too loud. Oh, at the end there when we were screaming. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I, I'm gonna, I'll go through it this week, and we'll, we'll play it next week. We'll play the I, best stuff because I'm guessing only parts of that are gonna be usable. But yeah, I, I, I still think I haven't gotten my voice back from that. I hope that turned out because <laughs> if it's as funny as I remember it was when we were doing it, if it turned out that funny, it'll be, it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we got a uh, minute and zero seconds left. So, uh, CC, thanks for coming. No problem. Always a pleasure having you. You gonna stick around for the after show? Uh, I got a head. I got a kids to put in bed and figure out where that weird noise was coming from. Okay, cool. Well, All right. Uh, well, thanks for being here. And uh, me and Andy are gonna do an after show right after this. So uh, for Andy Anders and Chad Jordan, spend the open mic slash heartbleed. See you next week. Listen, all you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Listen, all you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Take a tip from me, the of Joe Lewis's beat. Now he's won all his fights. 23 or 4 And left 20 of his opponents Lying on the floor They all tried to win But the task was too hard When he laid that hound bone Up against that bar 
Listen, all you prize fighters, don't play him too cheap. If he lands with either hand, he'll sure put you to sleep. 